We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. BetMGM tonight continues. Ryan Horvat, Rob Brown holding it down here Tuesday night, February 20th. I keep having to remind myself what day it is because after football season, they all just kind of blend in. It's, it's like Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray. I just feel like every day is the same day. I am excited, though. Creighton, UConn about to tip off here in nine minutes. Big bet for me on Creighton. We had Jim Root on earlier from the Three Man Weave. Check out the podcast. Does great work. But Jim... Cheering against you tonight, bud. He likes UConn. Makes sense. They've won 14 straight. Uh, I'm going to roll with Creighton. It's an ugly night for me, though. Although Creighton is a good basketball team. I think Creighton's going to be scary come March. Obviously, we know how good UConn is, and they're the defending national champs. Um, don't want to toot my own horn, but beep, beep. Good call so far on Missouri. They're up 40-33 to on number 5 Tennessee. Missouri has eight wins this season. They're up seven. They're now two-and-a-half-point dogs. Played them at 13. Played them again at 12-and-a-half. Total in the game, 136.5. One that I stayed away from, I kind of liked NC State tonight. Glad that I did stay away, Rob. They're down a 64-56 right now to Syracuse. Total in that game, 175.5. Arkansas, up 39-37 on Texas A&M. Total in that one, 140.5. And then, like I said, starting in seven minutes, UConn, two-and-a-half point favorites on the road, taking on Creighton. Uh, total in that game, 144.5. Baylor coming up in 37 minutes. Four and a half point dogs on the road to BYU. Total in that one, 153 and a half. And then another couple good ones, actually. Uh, San Diego State tonight, Utah State, huge conference game. Utah State's a two and a half point favorite at home. It is minus 115 to back them. Totals 145 and a half. Jim talked about that. He likes Utah State tonight. Likes to throw them in a money line parlay. And then uh, TCU, Texas Tech also coming up in about 37 minutes. Tech tonight, a five and a half point favorite. Total in that game, 147 and a half. No NBA. Season resumes on Thursday night. We do have some NHL, though. Right now, the Capitals at home up 2-1 on the Devils. They're minus 210 on the money line. Live total is 6.5. The Panthers up 1-0 on the Senators. Islanders up 2-1 on the Penguins on the road. They're minus 350 on the money line. Total in that game, 6.5. The Rangers up 2-1 on the Stars. Uh, That one's been taken off the board right now. And then the Wild and the Jets are scoreless in the first period, 1230 to go. Five and a half is the total. Still to come tonight, the Avalanche, minus 145 favorites against the Canucks at home. And the Golden Knights in Las Vegas, minus 145 favorites against the Predators, who are plus 120 on the money uh, money line, and that total six. Rob, it's my favorite time of the year, other than the fact that we don't have uh, actual games. But I love draft season, man. My best bet, my biggest bet right now, Marvin Harrison, the first non-quarterback to be drafted. I tried to talk Nick into this. He bit. Tried to talk Peach into this. I don't think he wanted a piece at the time. Minus 185. That's now minus 700, I saw. Uh, But I also, I like free agency. You can't win Super Bowls. I don't think in the NFL you win Super Bowls through free agency. You have to hit on your draft picks. Like if you're the Rams and you go all in and you make a trade for Odell Beckham Jr. and Jalen Ramsey, I mean, that helps. But I mean, you have to hit on your draft picks. But uh, free agency, always fun. And also... It's franchise tag season. Nobody wants the franchise tag, especially wide receivers. Let's start with Brian Burns. Carolina has $28.6 million of cap space. Where do you think Brian Burns is playing football week one next season? Do you think the Panthers uh, use the tag? Oh, yeah. No, that's not even a question. That's a statement. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler alert. If Brian Burns can't come up with an extension with Carolina, they're going to tag him. He is heart and soul of that team agent zero means too much to the team and to the folks in charlotte 
to watch that guy walk. That being said, I'm very confident he's getting his extension. And it's because of that reason. I think with Charlotte going through what they're going, with Carolina going through what they're going through right now, uh, they went, as I said, they would have to with an experimental head coach. I look, I don't know if Dave Canellis is going to be the guy or not. I think it's an interesting pick when you're trying to fix Bryce Young that you went with a guy who got Russell Wilson back on his game enough to get a big trade done, a guy who basically won Geno Smith, the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award, and then took broken Baker Mayfield, and he just had a damn career year in Tampa. This guy's had three straight quarterbacks that he has taken and dragged upwards. And, and so you're hoping that when you give him a fresh, young, moldable guy like BY, he can get it done. But the risk that you run there, and I'm very happy that Carolina brought back Ijero Ivro as the defensive coordinator. You've got to have consistency on that side of the football while the offense cooks under an offensive head coach. I think that's why they fought so hard to keep Ijero Ivro in the mix. Brian Burns is that consistency right? Like he is that locker room guy. He's that guy that keeps everybody gelled around him. So I'm going to go ahead and call the shot. If they can't get an extension done, Brian Burns is getting the tag. That being said, I would not be shocked if before the draft, both Burns and Derek Brown, because he's kind of the other guy, that dude had a whale of a season in the middle of that defensive line. Both of those guys are going to get paid this offseason. That's not a question. That's a statement. Yeah, completely agree, man. And Brian Burns, I was actually shocked that they didn't trade him a couple seasons ago. Remember when they were sellers at the deadline, they moved McCaffrey, but then they had a nice little second half of the season. I like Brian Burns. Um, one of the bigger names as far as uh, free agency, possible free agency, T. Higgins. And I think Cincinnati's going to go all in for one more season, for one more chance at a ring. I mean, they gave Joe Burrow all that money, right? They're going to have to pay Jamar Chase. They're going to have to still pay guys on the defensive side of the ball. They're not going to be able to keep T. Higgins, I don't think, long-term. Do they go all-in for one more season, Super Bowl or bust? Here's the thing. Even if they try to use the franchise tag, like I know T. Higgins likes playing in Cincinnati. They got the little rivalry going on with Kansas City. They just watched Kansas City win back-to-back Super Bowls. You know what I mean? But everybody wants to get paid. And especially if you're a wide receiver, if you're a running back, it's a lot different if you're a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like you're getting the guaranteed money or at least you're getting the years. Whereas with a wide receiver, with a running back, if T. Higgins plays on the franchise tag, injures himself, is he getting that next big contract? I mean, sure, he's going to get another contract, but he's going to lose money. Guys don't want to play for the franchise tag, under the franchise tag anymore. We saw this with Devontae Adams a couple seasons ago in Green Bay, right? First, they offered to make him the highest paid wide receiver, but they did it one season too late. He wanted that deal the previous summer. So then they tried to use the franchise tag to go all in for the last dance with Aaron Rodgers. And he was like, look, I love playing with this Hall of Fame quarterback. I know this is probably my best chance to win a ring, but I'm going to get paid. I'm going to go to Vegas, play for my childhood team, play with one of my buddies. Like who's to say T Higgins won't do the same thing and be like, look, I'm not playing under the franchise tag this season. So yeah, Cincinnati's going to want him back. Maybe they try to use the tag. But I don't know, man. I, I think he's going to want to get paid. And I think T. Higgins deserves the deal. I know he had a down year, but he was also beat up this season. What do you think ends up happening there? Because I think they need him, man. I think Joe Burrow needs T. Higgins. I agree. I think that I think that chemistry is there. But more importantly, I think Joe Burrow was at his game, uh, at his top, because of T. Higgins being able to pull pressure away from, from Jamar, right? Uh, you, you, you are able to open up the field 
for Joey Ice, and I, I love him in that offense, but I don't think it works unless you've got the replacement in mind. But look, I'm looking to, you know, I, I cover the Carolina Panthers. They are desperately looking wide receiver. There's not a ton available. There's not a lot out there. If you want to go wide, now it's a deep crop of wide receiver in the NFL draft, and that's the good news. But I kind of feel like, and I don't know if you agree, it kind of feels like the Cincinnati Bengals are watching that window close up a little bit, right? Unless they they rejuvenate. And so you have option one, which is we take a year to kind of get some new guys in here, get some young blood and build them up around Joey B. Or option two is you go chips on the table right now. And I think to do that, you've got to tag T Higgins to keep that chemistry together. So no, I, I agree. I think he is a Bengal next year. I think he might be even willing to accept the tag for a year to go all in. But if it doesn't work this year for Cincinnati, he will force his way out next time around. You know, I mean, the more I look into this, though, $20 million is a lot of money, and that's how much they would have to pay him. That's how much the tag would be for T. Higgins, $20.7 mil to keep him around. So, yeah, I mean, I would probably take that deal. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, obviously, Cincinnati's going to want to get that done. What do you think Dallas does here? Because Derrick Henry, free agent, we see the workout videos. I just, we keep hearing, like, I love Derrick Henry, man. Austin Eckler. Also, most likely going to be a free agent. I don't think there's any chance the Chargers are bringing back Austin Eckler. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Harbaugh taking over. I love Justin Herbert, but there's a good chance Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both gone. And then who's wide receiver number one? They have the fifth overall pick, which could be Malik Neighbors. But then who's wide receiver number two? Is it Quentin Johnston? Uh, But I don't know, man. Like, I almost admit the point where I value the running back position. But, like, look at these guys that come out. Like, look at a Jameer Gibbs, obviously, like, Bijan, the guys that go in the first round. But look at the value you could find in the third, fourth round if you have a good enough offensive line. Like, what do you do if you're Dallas, right? Do you go and pay Derrick Henry, who's approaching 30 years old and has that workload the last four or five seasons, all those rushing attempts, all those carries? Or do you draft somebody, you know, like Brooks? Um, Because the same question, like, what what does Dallas do here? Because Tony Pollard... They used the franchise tag on him last season. So are they going to tag him again? I mean, he had a down year, 252 carries, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, average four yards per carry. He just, he kind of didn't look like an every down back. So do they give him that raise from 10 million to 11 million? Or is he elsewhere? What do you think Dallas does at the running back position? I, uh, listen, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm absolutely draft a running back guy. And I'm, yeah, and it's not just for Dallas. That's for every team. Like you just said, we're to the point now. I, I, I enjoyed the drama last year of the of the running back council. Remember when all those guys got together and they were, oh, we're all going to hold out. We're all, until one guy got the bag, and then all the dominoes very quickly fell. It's a nice idea. It's a nice concept. But yes, we're at a spot. In fact, I was looking the other day, and there's a rumor that New Orleans might be willing to trade Alvin Kamara for like a fifth or a sixth round pick just to get him off the books and move on for a big chunk of cash. As a Saints fan, that breaks my sad little heart. But you also kind of, if you pay attention to the business side, you kind of have to understand, right? The Saints are in cap hell. You got to make that room. I kind of look at Dallas and go, why would you not go try? And I listen, I know there's not a lot of B. John Robinsons out there. All right. That's why that kid got drafted where he was. Special player, no doubt. But there's a handful of pretty good running backs this year, and you can look at locking up some other guys that you need to get locked up, utilizing that money. I love Derrick Henry. 
Derrick Henry might be my, outside of Christian McCaffrey, favorite running back in the NFL right now. But like you said, wrong side of 30. Yeah. Had a lot of up and downs this year. And I know I blame a lot of it on Tennessee, Ryan. But there were two or three games where Derrick Henry would go for a buck 10 and a touchdown. And the number the next week was 42 and a half yards. And you're like, bang, slam the under. That's free money. And the Derrick Henry goes off for 11 yards and nothing, right? Like, he was yeah. so wildly inconsistent this year. And you can blame it on Vrabel. You can blame it on the Tennessee offensive line, which was god-awful. But that doesn't change oh, what the numbers were. And if I'm Dallas, knowing that – I know we say this every year about Dallas. They don't get it done this year. McCarthy's gone. Dak is gone. The coaching yeah. stat. J.J. will have to turn it over this year. I'm shocked he didn't do it already – but this next year, I think, is the first time that I'm going to lean in and say, if it's not done this year, they got to go. So I need that money yeah. elsewhere, especially when you got breakout young wide receivers that are going to need money down the road. I can't justify a Derrick Henry. I can't justify an $11 million contract when there are guys like Jamar Gibbs out there getting it done for way less money. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, give me a Bucky Irving in the second or third round. All right, really quick, let's do this then. I'm going to throw out some names. Uh, let me know what you would do if you're the organization, if you're the GM here. Do you tag them or do you let them walk? Mike Evans in Tampa Bay. The uh, Bucks have 36.9 in cap space. Also, there's a chance Baker is going to want to get paid. What do you do with Mike Evans? I would, if I'm Tampa Bay, I want to keep Mike Evans. I think my, I think you've got, you look at Godwin, he's successful because of Mike Evans. Baker Mayfield, successful because of Mike Evans. To me, Mike Evans is the key to that offense. It was not the run game. I'm 100% tagging him if I have to. And if it means I got to let Baker walk, so be it. Uh, I love Baker Mayfield. Pay the man. He brought you to the damn playoffs out of the worst division ever, but he did what he did. Mike Evans is catching a tag if my other option is to let him walk over somebody else. All right, here's the big one. Saquon Barkley, who, again, he's a running back, but he's a running back in that offense, and most likely Daniel Jones is back behind center. Uh, 962 rushing yards, six touchdowns, only 3.9 yards per carry. He would get a raise from 10 mil to 11 mil only. The Giants can afford. They have 19.5 million in available cap space. What would you do with Saquon? I'd probably bring him back, man. Listen, I would love to. I think you're facing two things. Number one, we just talked about it. It's money at the running back spot. Like, I... For me, I can't spend that much time talking about Tony Pollard and going, it's not worth paying, and then turn around and the very next running back go, oh, except except in this case, in which case it makes per No, it doesn't. And let's be real, Ryan, you don't think Saquon's happy in New York. I don't think Saquon's happy in New York. He doesn't exactly do a wonderful job of disguising it. If I can get something back for the guy, great, as much as I love him, between the disgruntledness, I don't know if that's a word, but that's what I'm going with, and the injury history of Saquon Barkley, I got to move on, man. It sucks. I hate it because I think that guy can be a beast, but I got to move on to stay consistent, brother. All right, 30 seconds. Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. You let him walk. You think in future J.J. McCarthy, or are you bringing back Kirk for one more run? I right, Listen, I like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was not the reason the Vikings are the Vikings. All right, I love him. I'm a big Costco guy myself. Big Kirkland shirt with short sleeves guy over here. Kirk Cousins, no. Justin Jefferson and the gang need somebody better than Kirk Cousins. Sorry. Love you, Kirk. Team Coles Cash. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, still to come tonight. Major League Baseball win totals up next. Pick one. Bet MGM tonight.